0: Hey guys, Kyle back with Kyle Burrell's Unedited Podcast, episode number sixty nine. I believe, am I right on that? Yes, episode sixty nine. Um, lots to talk about. Uh, we're going to kick it off here with the fee segment from uh, three weeks ago. One thing I learned from each game, you know, kind of a statement or you know, just something I learned from each uh, each NFL game. Uh, we'll go to we'll get in my post week seven NFL top sixteen power rankings. I'm going to do a QB tiers um today. Uh, me and my brothers, week eight game predictions, my 1.0 2023 NFL mock draft, so this will be my second mock. We're going to do buying or selling, NBA and NFL edition. Then we're going to get into my post-week eight college football top 23 power rankings with significant risers, significant followers, and teams in consideration. Uh, and then we'll get into college football week eight reactions and week nine predictions. And then we'll hit combat sports reactions to UFC 280. What's next for key fighters on the card, and then we'll talk about Jake Paul and which happens this Saturday, and then we'll update the podcast, uh, fantasy football league after. So let's let's run through the fee segment. Um, Ravens, Browns first. Oh, I did forget to put Thursday night. Football. What was Thursday night football? Oh, Cardinals and Saints. F- Saints, I think their season's over. I don't think they make the playoffs. I think they're done. They're just they're too inconsistent there at quarterback. And with the Cardinals, I think if you know if they can get if they can get this right. With Hopkins coming back, I think they can make a run. Uh Ravens, Browns. Browns will be good enough to make the playoffs when Watson returns. I just don't think their record will be good enough. You know, he's gonna be out eleven games. If they could have been five and six, six and five range, they could have made it. They dropped to two and five now. It's gonna be really tough. I mean, they probably gotta win four to of their next five. Um or yeah, or probably wanna win four straight or three out of the next four. Ravens still just missing a solid receiver. I don't trust them because of the receivers and Lamar throwing the ball, and it's not even so much about Lamar throwing the ball anymore. It's, it's just who he's throwing to. I just in big games when you're down, I know they have Mark Andrews, and you're gonna say, well, about the Chiefs. Well, first off, Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback in the NFL, and the receivers are starting to click. Hardman's playing well. that Scantling's try- finally proven to be the deep threat. Juju's playing unreal. They have way better receiving Gordon the Ravens. Cowboys, Lions, Lions must draft draft the quarterback in the coming draft. They must. It's just you know they need the guy. They need a guy that can really elevate this team. Uh, Cowboys will be really scary once uh once pat once the passing game gets going. They're already scary now because their defense and run game. But that man, once the passing game gets going, the Cowboys are legit Super Bowl contenders. I think they are right now. But if that passing game gets going, you're gonna I'm gonna probably be calling them the favorites in the NFC. Jets, Broncos, still fire Hackett for the Broncos. I mean. Jets are overachieving, but won't make the playoffs. I don't think they will. I don't think it holds up. I think they're playing really well, but I still don't think they make the playoffs. Chiefs versus 49ers. Niners will be a very good team come playoff time. They'll get in the playoffs, I think, whether it's a wild card or they win their division, and they're going to be a tough out. I still wouldn't pick them as a favorite because Jimmy G's the quarterback, but they have weapons. Again, the only team that can beat the Chiefs is the Chiefs. That is it. They should have beat the Bills. They hurt themselves, like I said. Look at the loss of the Colts. They played like shit, and they hurt themselves on special teams and penalties. The Chiefs are the only team that can beat the Chiefs. Panthers, Buccaneers, nothing from the Bucs. Uh, Bucks may may uh, slide into the playoffs because of a weak division, but I don't think they can make a Super Bowl run at all. Bengals, Falcons... Falcons, I mean, again, just finally did not cover the spread. That's all I could write down about them. Bengals would be my third pick to come out of the AFC. I think they're better than the Ravens now. Um, I, I would just, I think Joe Burrow just has that winning mindset and that clutch mindset. Man, I just really like what the Bengals are doing right now. Giants, Jaguars. Still think the Jags are a year away. Um, I think they have a really fine team, but I think they need to. Trevor Lawrence got to show up the turnovers. They got to help him with maybe a few more weapons, some help on the O line. They'll be fine though. Giants are a legit playoff team. They're only going to make the playoffs. The Giants are good. Dayballs coach of the year right now, for sure. Giants are good. Titans Colts. Season is over for the Colts. I think it's over. Uh, they're going with Sam Ellinger. I know you know Matt Ryan's a little banged up, but I don't it's not that. It's more the play. I mean they they said that Sam Ellinger will be the quarterback the rest of the year, bar an injury. So you know, it's over. And the Titans will walk away with this division. Redskins, Packers. Packers need to trade for one, if not two receivers. They have till November 1st, so next Tuesday, I think they either need to... I think they should sign Odell and trade for a receiver, a DJ Moore or a Brandon Cooks. Uh, Heineke over Wentz. I think Heineke just... he gives them... He I don't know what it is about him, but I feel like he just has that dog mentality that they love that those players feed off of and I just think it's you probably got to let him play. Raiders uh Texans tank time for the Texans so like, you know you need to get a top 3 pick probably so they're not going to make a run of the playoffs and I think this Raiders team can make the playoffs. I think they're that they are that talented and good. Uh Seahawks Chargers Chargers I think are frauds. I don't think they're very good. They're pro- they might make the playoffs but I don't think they're winning the playoff game. Uh Seattle could sneak into the wild card. I don't think they win their division. I still pick the forty ers but with that NFC, that last wild card spot's gonna be tight because it's gonna be a lot of teams that are around nine and eight, eight and nine maybe even. So they could sneak into the wild card. Dolphins Steelers, um, you know, for the Steelers, it's tough. Uh it's time to it's it's time though they, they gotta I think you let Pickett play the rest of the year no matter what, and you build something around him. You need to build the O line. And you got to get fix some things on defense, I think, too. They played well last night, but I'm going to say build. You just got to build around Pickett. Don't give up on him. This season's over. They're not going to make the playoffs, but build around Pickett. Dolphins, again, once Tua gets going again, they're going to be scary. Um, I think the Dolphins are a very good team. Um, his first game back, I'm not going to hold anything against them. They play the Jets coming up, that's a big game. Uh, they need to win it because they're a game behind the Jets in the division, um, so they need to win that game. Um, Bears, the Patriots, um, for the for the Patriots, all I learned is it's a quarterback controversy. Um, that's all I really learned, and I'll be and for the Bears, I'll be sticking to what I've been saying. Fields is the guy. You put an you. First off, you haven't helped first you haven't helped him at all with the weapons or the O-line. You've got a good run game. Haven't helped him with the weapons or the O-line. So find an offense where he can be more mobile. Don't make him stationary right now. You have to get him better weapons and a better O line if you want him to stay in that pocket. It's never clean. It's never clean, but he is the guy for them. So here we go. Post week seven NFL top sixteen power ranking. Still got the Bills at one because they do have the one over the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs at two, they're five and two. Bills are five and one, they're on a bye. Eagles were also on a bye, so they're still six and oh. Vikings are on a bye, they're five and one. Cowboys at five, they're five and two. Um, Bengals at f- six, they're four and three, but they're getting going. Ravens at four and three at seven. I, you know, I felt kind of rude putting the Giants at eight, but I just think I would pick those teams above them over the Giants. So the Giants are six and one though at eight. Titans at nine at four and two. Dolphins at ten at four and three. So I do have them over the Jets who are five and two at 11, Seattle at 12, at 4 and 3, Las Vegas at 2 and 4, um, they're in, Niners, 3 and 4, I have them in, at 14, 15, the Rams, and 16, the Cardinals, I know people are going to call me crazy, but I got to see more from the Bucks and the, um, the Packers, man, I do, I couldn't put them in my top 16, Cardinals, they won the game when their best player returned, so I like the way that they could be going, so quarterback tiers, tier elite, tier A, tier B, tier C, and tier D, okay? As of right now, what I think, Mahomes and Allen are my tier elite. Tier A, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Tier B, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tagovailoa, and Kirk Cousins. Tier C, Jimmy G, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, Russell Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Davis Mills. And the last tier, tier D. Uh, Mac Jones, Kenny Pickett, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Marcus Mariota, winston Sauce Dalton, Matt Ryan, and Brissett. I would even still have uh, the Pats quarterback, uh, the other guy, Bailey Zappi. I'd still have him in tier D for now. Um, but I'd throw Mac Jones in there. So let's go with our week eight game predictions. Thursday night football is going to be Ravens at Bucks. We both have Ravens. I have 24-20. He is 27-21. Sunday early games. Broncos at Jags. We both have the Jags. I have twenty to sixteen. He has twenty one seventeen. Bears at Cowboys. I have. We both have the Cowboys. I have thirty to thirteen. He has twenty eight fourteen. Cardinals at Vikings. We both have the Vikings. I have thirty one twenty four. He has 27-24. Panthers at Falcons. We both have the Panthers or the Falcons. I have twenty four seventeen. He has twenty one twenty. Dolphins at Lions. Oh, Dolphins play the Lions this week. Okay, so they play the Jets next week. Dolphins at Lions. We both have the Dolphins. I have twenty seven twenty three. He has thirty five thirty two. Steelers at Eagles. My brother's a diehard Cowboy and he always picks against the Eagles, so his upset of the week is Steelers over the Eagles twenty one twenty. I have thirty one seventeen Damn. Eagles. Sunday late games. Titans at Texans. Um, I went twenty three twenty. Titans. He went twenty four uh, twenty. Texans. Uh, Redskins at Colts. We both are going with Sam Ellinger. I don't know why. I just have a feeling that he's gonna maybe play well and they get a win. Uh both have the Colts. I have twenty seventeen. He has twenty one twenty. Uh 49ers at Rams. He has the Rams 27 24. I have the Niners 30 Giants at Seahawks. Uh we both have the Seahawks actually. I have Seahawks 31 27. He has 28 27. Bills Packers. Again, not a great great week to pick up sets. And I don't even think I don't even fully believe the Packers will win. But I did go Packers upside of the week. 24-23 over the Bills. He went 42-28 Bills. And then Monday Night Football. Brown Bengals at Browns. We both went Bengals. I went 30-22. He went 28-20. So now let's get into my 1.0, my second mock draft. Gonna do these every few weeks. Maybe you know push it every three sometimes, but every few weeks you're gonna get a mock. I actually rearranged the order. Of the records right now and how the how the playoffs would go. So the Lions have the number one pick. I have them taking C.J. Stroud, the quarterback of Ohio State. Like I said, they need a quarterback. At two, the Texans. I think they're a little less of needing a quarterback. Like I think Davis Mills is fine, and they're in it for the long haul. You go get this piece. Will Anderson, the edge rusher, out of Alabama. Panthers, got to take quarterback. Bryce Young out of Alabama is the easy pick here. Four, the Eagles via New Orleans, a team that could be in the Super Bowl if not win it, have the number four pick right now because of New Orleans. I went Jalen Carter, the D lineman out of Georgia. Steelers, what we say, help pick it. Peter Skoronski, the tackle out of Northwestern. Seattle via Denver um, with the sixth pick. They take Miles Murphy, the edge rusher out of Clemson. Good help, good boost to the D line. They need to go defense in this draft. Um, their offense is fine. Um, so Miles Murphy, great pick here. Houston has a, a pick seven via Cleveland, so they have two top seven picks. You got your defensive guy and Will Anderson, possibly a generational talent. I'm going wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigbad of Ohio State here to Houston to help Davis Mills with more weapons. Uh, Jacksonville, I thought about receiver, but they do need help on the D-line. I want Brian Brise, the D the uh, D-lineman out of Clemson. At nine, the Las Vegas Raiders. I have them taking Paris Johnson, the tackle of Ohio State. They do need help on that that front. Bears, please get him a weapon. You can address, you, you can either trade back in or draft in the second round, draft the O line, but you can also address it in free agency, which I believe they need to. I'm going Quentin Johnson, the wide receiver at TCU. He's so impressive. Big target, athletic, he's fast. Get Fields a number one guy. Falcons at 11. I haven't taken Nolan Smith, the edge, out of Georgia. I think they need help on the D-line. Their defense is okay, but it needs to improve. Washington, quarterback. Will Levis out of Kentucky. It's an easy pick here. I'm going to grab a drink real quick. you got to go quarterback through Washington. It's been a carousel. It's been a shit show. Got to go Levis here. Patriots at 13. A guy who... I think has the chance to go top 10, if not close to top five. Keely Ringo, the corner out of Georgia. He is special. New England gets him at 13. Arizona, I think they need help defensively. Um, I know they had two interceptions, but they also still gave up 34 points uh, to the Saints. I'm going Felix and and D.K. Uzama out of Kansas State. Buccaneers, a lot of ways you could go here. You could go quarterback. You know, you could. But I think Brady's going to play another year. Um, I don't know if that's the right decision, but I think he's going to. I'm going to say Antonio Johnson, the defensive back at a Texas A&M. Packers, wide receiver Jordan Addison at USC. For fuck's sake, draft a receiver in the first round. Jesus Christ. Just draft a receiver. Jordan Addison at USC is the pick. I know people say that, that Mike McDaniel comes from the Shanahan tree and you don't draft running backs in round one. Well, guess what? Bijan John Robinson's different, so the Dolphins take B. John Robinson at 17. Colts, they need some receiver help outside of Pittman. Thought about tight end, but I'm going to go Keyshawn Booty here. I think he's so talented. Um, you know, he's had kind of a weird season with all the drama at LSU and stuff, but I think he's very talented. They take him here. Lions at 19, who obviously took Stroud. This is via the Rams. I have them taking Garrett Williams to the corner. I think they need secondary help. Um, I think they have some good pieces, but I think they still need to add more. Seattle with their second pick. Like I said, they took uh, Miles Murphy. Here they go. Linebacker Trenton Simpson, who I think is an animal um that's who Seattle gets they get two defenders to help boost that defense LA Chargers I know they have Gerald and he's played nice but he's on a one year I like Michael Mayer here the Titan and Notre Dame to the Chargers 22 Cincinnati I think you still need help on the O-line I think it's okay it's better than it was last year but I still think you need help so I'm going Broderick Jones the tackle out of Georgia Ravens, again, wide receiver, my goodness. Rashad Bateman by himself cannot be their number one wide receiver. Josh Downs, wide receiver out of North Carolina. Jets here, again, They again. this is order of the records now. So they're going, I'm going to uh, Siaki Ika, the defensive, interior defensive lineman out of Baylor. I think he's an animal. Um, I, they, you know, they could be losing a couple guys up front. So I think this is a great pick for them. Titans at 25, I'm going B.J. Ojolari, the edge out of LSU. Think this kid's a stud. Um, they need some help at edge, so I, this is a great pick for them. Cowboys, you could have gone different ways. You could have went the linebacker way. I just thought, you know, again, I'm I'm not drafting this for a specific team. I'm drafting so whoever's there, I think fits better. I know they they like Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis. Jordan Lewis just got an injury. I believe he's a free agent. I want to say Anthony Brown's a free agent as well. So I'm going Cam Smith, the corner out of South Carolina. Um. Kansas City, I'm going the edge out of Notre Dame, Isaiah Foskey. You know, I think, you know, Chris Jones on the interior can handle it, and they got some good interior guys. Boost the edge rush, get a young guy in there, Isaiah Foskey. I know they drafted one last year in Karloftis. Doesn't hurt to have two young guys, though. I like Foskey here. Uh, Giants at 28, I'm going Eli Ricks, the corner out of Alabama. I like him a lot. Him and Clark Phillips, kind of a toss-up. I really like Clark Phillips, too. And I have him going next to Minnesota at 29, two teams I think need to get better at defensive back. 30, my first interior lineman. I'm going Cooper Beebe out of Kansas State here to Buffalo. Um, you know, people could say running back. I think this running back class is good. They did draft James Cook. I don't know how much they like him, but, you know, could say Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama for sure here. But I'm going to go Cooper Beebe, the interior lineman. And last pick here, Philadelphia took Jalen Carter. I'm going to go Brandon Joseph to boost, boost that secondary out of Notre Dame. So we're going to get into buying or selling. Get a drink of water. So buying or selling, NBA edition, three East, three West. They were going NFL, three NFC, three AFC. Celtics as the title favorites. Oh, it's tough because I think the Clippers are right there as well. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I'm going to say buy. I think I would pick them as of today. Um, again, it's early. These are all just early. You could, you know, these could probably be overreacting, but I'm going to say yes as of right now. I'm going to buy that Hawks as a legit title contender. I'm going to sell that right now. I need to see more. I need to see them be able to play defense better. I know they brought in DeJounte. That doesn't fix all your holes though. Um, so I'm gonna sell right now. Nets will trade Ben Simmons before the trade deadline. God, I really wanna lean by right now. But I'm gonna sell. I think they let this right out. Hopefully he can figure it out and get his it's it's all in the head right now. Can he get can he get his head space back? We'll see. I'm going to sell for now. Lakers, La- Lakers. Lakers trade Russ before the new year. I'm actually going to buy this. I actually do think they trade Russ before the new year. I think they trade Russ within the next two, three weeks, actually. Um, I'm going to buy that for sure. Clippers, undoubtedly the West favorites. I'm going to buy. You know, I mean, I know they're resting Kawhi and stuff, and people can say injuries. Well, if they're healthy, and I'm going to go off them being healthy, I'm going to buy them as the West favorites. Because Kawhi's really not sitting because he's injured. He's sitting because they're trying to prevent. They're trying to make sure he actually is good to go. So I'm going to say yes. Uh, I'll buy that. Luka will run away with the MVP. I'm going to buy that as well. I think he will run away with the MVP. He's just so damn good. NFL, Tom's time has come to an end. This was tough for me. This one is tough for me because I don't want to say, I don't want to buy. I'm going to buy though. Slight. Like I'm going to lean by, and it hurts to say because I'm a big Tom guy. I've always been a Tom guy. Um, I guess I shouldn't say I've always been a Tom guy, but I just hated how people – because I'm a LeBron guy, so I understand the hate that he receives for greatness, and I think Tom receives a lot of that as well. But I'm going to buy that I think we're nearing the end, or it has come to an end. I really think it has. I think this should be his last year in the NFL. Rogers' greatness can't even help this Packers team. I'm gonna buy that as well. I don't think it, they might sneak into the playoffs, but man, I really can't see them winning a the game in the playoffs. Against playing a you know, playing a Minnesota or a Philly or a Dallas or New York even. I think New York has a style that's really gonna be tough for that's tough for them. So I'm gonna buy. Cowboys will represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I'm gonna buy that as well. I think by year's end the Cowboys will be the best team in the NFC. Will they be better than the Bills or the Chiefs, that remains to be seen. Um, I think Dallas has a much better defense than both. And neither team has really run heavy, which I think is a weakness of the Cowboys right now. Obviously, they traded for Jonathan Hankins today, which definitely helps in the run game. But yeah, I think they will. I'm going to buy that. Chiefs will represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. I'm going to buy that as well. Like I said, I just don't see a team beating the Chiefs besides the Chiefs beating themselves. You know, But I think the Cowboys' defense can make it interesting with the Chiefs if they played. I really do think they can make it interesting. Burrow is more reliable than Lamar. I'm going to buy that as well. I would, I would rather have Joe Burrow as my quarterback than Lamar Jackson. I can't believe I'm saying it, but I'm going to. I would rather have Joe Burrow. Chargers need to fire Staley. by 1,000%. They need to fire Brandon Staley. He is not a good NFL head coach at all. At all. He's terrible. He is terrible. And this team's overrated too, though. It's not all on him, just like it's not all on Nathaniel Hackett. It's not all on Staley, but man, dude, he makes some bad decisions. He's they're lucky they're lucky to be four and three because their team's so damn talented. They should be one and six or two and five. So that's buying or selling. We're getting to college football before we get into combat sports, This is going to be the highlight of the podcast. Obviously, react. We're going to talk UFC two hundred and eighty, Jake Paul, Anderson Silva. But here we go with my post week eight college football top twenty three power rankings. Ohio State did have a bye. I still have them at number one at seven and zero. Tennessee at two, they're eight and zero. Georgia at three, they're seven and zero. Michigan at four, they are seven and zero. Alabama at five, they're seven and one. Tennessee at six, they're eight and zero. TCU at seven, they're seven and zero. I think those are it. Those are the last seven seven teams that remain undefeated. Oregon at six and one, big win at UCLA at eight. USC at 9 at 6-1. and one. Wake Forest at 10 at 6-1. and one. I have Kentucky at 11 at 5-2. and two. I think Kentucky's a good team. I think they really are. Now they lost. Will Levis dislocated his finger. They lost that game to Ole Miss by 3, which they probably should have won. And they didn't play the next week and they lost South Carolina. Um, Oklahoma State at 12 at 6-1. Big win against Texas. Penn State at 13 at 6-1. One. Big one coming against Ohio State. UCLA at 14 at 6 and 1 coming off the loss to Oregon. I did not move Syracuse from 15. They're 6 and 1. They lost to Clemson and I think they should have won that game. Uh Utah at 16, they're 5 and 2. Illinois is at 17, they're 6 and 1. Cincinnati at 18, they're 6 and 1. LSU at 19, they're 5 and 2. I did drop Old Miss down to 20. I really did because I think that their resume was not very good. They have a barely scratching a home win against a quarterback that had a dislocated finger. So they they dropped to twenty for me. I just and we'll see. Maybe they bounce back for A and M. Kansas State at twenty one at five and two. They have a big one this weekend. And twenty two North Carolina at five and one and twenty three Tulane at six and one. So significant risers weren't many. Oregon thirteen to eight. Cincinnati twenty two to eighteen. And Tulane unranked to twenty three. Significant followers a little more on that side. UCLA nine to fourteen. Ole Miss eight to twenty. Texas seventeen to unranked. Mississippi State, 20 done ranked, and I only dropped K-State a few spots because they had so many injuries going on in that game. I think they win that game if they're healthier. Uh, Teams in consideration for the top 23, so the next five out, Liberty at 7-1, Texas at 5-3, South Carolina at 5-2, NC State at 5-2, and and Mississippi State at 5-3. Now we get into my college football week eight reactions and week nine predictions. Let's go to the main five reactions from week week eight. Clemson, not a title contender. I said Syracuse would keep it tight. Even if Syracuse wins that game, I'm not calling them a title contender. That's why I don't think Clemson is. They they barely beat Syracuse. So I think it's a good team, but not a great team. I just don't see a tie. And guess what? They're probably going to go undefeated, though. The ACC is so weak. They're probably going to go undefeated, and they'll probably be in the playoff. And I think they're going to get ran through in that playoff game. Old Miss proved they're pretenders. They did. I thought Old Miss was going to be good. I thought Old Miss had really like turned the corners where Lane Kiffin then have them legit. You know, I don't know their schedule. They still got to play Mississippi State. They got to play A and M this week. They got to play Bama. Still, could be a tough ending for them. It could be a nine and f- nine and three eight and four season when it looked very promising. Texas <laughs> still a year away. You know, we keep saying it for Texas, but man, it just they can't they can't find a way to put it together sometimes, and and the big ones, and that's a big one. in Oklahoma State, you have a you have a lead on the road, and you can't protect it. That's just a big loss for Texas. Oregon may be the favorites to win the Pac 12 with the state and win of UCLA. Oregon's gotten really good. They look good. They absolutely I mean manhandled UCLA, really. After their loss to Georgia, we all wrote them off and here they are now. Seven, to six and one, whatever they are. Probably gonna play USC, UCLA, or Utah for the Pac twelve title. Big twelve will not get any team in the playoffs. I still don't think TCU's legit legit. I bet they I bet the Big Twelve champion has two losses. That's all I'm gonna say. I think whoever wins the Big Twelve will end up having two losses whether it's TCU, which TCU might be 12-1. I don't think TCU runs the table. Um, Texas could still get in somehow. They could have three. Oklahoma State could have two, possibly. K-State would have two, you know? You never know here at the Big 12. Results from my Week 8 top five games, week like again, two and three. It's been a rough four-week four stretch. Two and three, three and two, two and three, and two and three again. So we're 22, and I don't know what week are we in. We're going into Week 9. Nine times three twenty. Nine times five is, Oh, no. Eight times five is. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I I don't have the, hold on, I don't have the right. Yeah. Okay. There we go. We're twenty four and sixteen now. Twenty four and sixteen. It's just been it's just been it's been rough sledding. We started off the year very hot and then we've gone pretty we've gone under 500 the past 4 weeks like overall. We're under 500. Um, 2 and 3, 3 and 2 gets you to 5 and 5 and then back to back 2 and 3 so you know 9 and 9 and 11 the past 4 weeks, not good. <laughs> not good at all. We had Syracuse, we did have clemson Syracuse, correct? Had Texas, sure to beat Oklahoma State. Uh, had UCLA over uh, Oregon, that was wrong. Had Bama over Mississippi State, that was correct. K-State probably should have won. It just didn't work out that way, so here we go. My week nine, top five games of the week predictions. Saturday, 11 a.m., number one, Ohio State at number 13, Penn State. I can't tell you how much the time matters. I'd be so much worried, more worried for Ohio State if it was the late night, late game whiteout. 11 o'clock is a little different for me um i'm going ohio state thirty one twenty over penn state Notre dame at number fifteen syracuse that's also eleven o'clock game i'm going syracuse twenty seven twenty i think syracuse is better i think they're just better um oklahoma state at kansas state this is tough for me i, I i'm gonna leave i'm gonna leave myself to be able to change this pick because both teams are beat up so right now I'm picking Oklahoma State 34-30, but I could change my mind depending on K-State situation. So I'm, I'm going to Oklahoma State now. I'll put on Twitter Saturday morning. This game's at 2.30 who my official pick will be. Right now it's Oklahoma State. Kentucky at Tennessee, Saturday at 6.30. 11 Kentucky at 2 Tennessee. I'm going Tennessee 35-24. And then a Saturday night at 7 p.m. Pitt at number 22 North Carolina. I'm going UNC 45-38 in a shootout. Drake May gets it done again. Now here we go. Combat sports time. UFC 280 reactions. So we're going to pull up the UFC 280 card. And then we're going to get into what's next. So I need another little tab. Uh, UFC rankings. Click into there. So we're going to review the main fights here that we uh, had picked from... for fan fight picks. After we talk about each fight and how they went, um, I'll give my what's next for each of those guys. Okay. So Nikita Krylov defeated Volkan Ozdemir via unanimous decision. Um, again, Ozdemir, he, he kind of just got tired. They both really did, but Krylov had more in the tank and was able to use his wrestling to get a decision win. It wasn't the most exciting fight. The first round was good. But Krylov edges out the decision. I uh, was a bit shocked that Ozdemir did not win that fight. Um, so at light heavyweight, Krylov moved up 2-8. to eight, Ozdemir down to 2. I think the correct fight here for Ozdemir would be Johnny Walker. I think that's a fun, stylistic matchup. You can put it as a co-main event on a fight night. Or hell, even a main event because it's just going to be a brawl. That's a great fight for Nikita Krylov. It's interesting because right now, Glover's fighting Yuri. Jan is going to fight Magomed Inkolaev. Alexander Rokic is injured. Anthony Smith coming off a loss. Jamal Hill sitting there. Hmm. I don't believe Krylov has fought Jamal Hill. He has not fought Jamal Hill. Okay. I think that fight makes sense. If Jamal Hill doesn't want to wait around, because he could be waiting around, I think Glover, Yon, or no, Glover, Yuri, and then Yon versus Angolayev are all at the end of the year in December. Does he really want to wait around till March of 2023? I would doubt it. So I think Krylov, and I think it's a good matchup for Jamal Hill, so I think Krylov versus Jamal Hill makes the most sense right now. Um, Unless, unless he doesn't want to take a fight, and Anthony Smith's ready to go, Anthony Smith, Krylov as well. Okay, and the next one was Bilal Muhammad finished Sean Brady via TKO punches standing TKO. He was really pouring it on. Um, I watched that fight back. Uh, the more I th- the more I watched it, I was like, okay, I think it was a justified stoppage. Brady really wasn't responding. He was just taking unnecessary blows. So I kind of got. it. I was kind of shocked though. I was really shocked that Bilal Muhammad won that fight, but a big win for him. Sean Brady got to, you know, take a little bit of a look in the mirror. Um, let's see what, what the, that's a welterweight. Bilal jumped Gilbert Burns to four. Sean Brady stayed at eight. For Sean Brady, I think Vicente Luque makes a ton of sense here. I think he needs a fight, and I think that's a good fight for him. He's coming off a loss as well, so I think that makes sense. Bilal's kind of in a sticky spot, really, because you have Kamaru Leon three headlined in pay-per-view in March, and then they're going to do Colby versus Hamzat as the co-main event. So really, if he doesn't want to wait around, and that's a long wait because they're not booking that till March, He's waiting till May or June, June or July of next year for one of these top contenders. I think a Bilal Gilbert Burns fight makes the most sense. Burns coming off the loss to Hamzat, Masvidal has not accepted the fight with Burns. I think Burns versus Muhammad in January on that uh, Brazil card makes a ton of sense. Um, for uh, for Bilal to get a fight, in, unless he wants to wait, I guess it's up to him. Obviously, uh, the. Women's flyway bout. Men on Fury Out defeated Caitlin Jukagy via unanimous decision. Wasn't very exciting at all. Um, not really much to say about the fight. Fury Out looked good. Title next? No. Um, let's see, though. Who has she fought? I don't remember who she's fought. So she moved up to number one, though. She jumped up five spots. Wow. Have they named an opponent for Shevchenko I don't believe they have I don't know what's going on with her so she beat Jennifer my Ma- okay so I think if if they're not gonna give her a title shot which could be next which I think be. I mean Shevchenko would kill her. I think Talia Santos uh, the number two girl who just fought Shevchenko who I thought beat Shevchenko I think that fight makes a ton of sense. You could maybe do Alexa Grosso um, who has looked okay who's looked pretty well or pretty good. Um, I think those are, those are really, you know, it's either title shot or probably Talia Santos, to be honest for Chikagian, maybe a Grasso fight or a a Lauren Murphy, something like that. Again, wasn't an exciting fight at all. Uh, Benil Dariush and Gamrot. This was a good one. I I like this fight. It wasn't like a, a, you know, slobber knocker, but it was a good fight. I really thought it was very technical guys. They both look good. Dariush wins by decision. I thought he did win the last two rounds. I had two rounds to one Dariush. Um, you know, was trying to take a step up little back down, but that's fine. Dariusz, what's crazy is he's not going to get the next title shot, um, even with this win streak, because they're going to give it to... Um, what's his name? They're going to give it to Volkanovski, the featherweight champion. So who does he fight? Well, he's at four right now in the rankings. In front of him is Justin Gaethje, who needs a fight. Then you have Oliveira, Poirier, ahead of him at 1-2, and then Chandler right behind him at 5. Chandler and Poirier fight in November. I think if they... I think the fight actually, because they're not going to do Alvera immediate rematch, I think Alvera darius makes sense. I would like to see Alvera darius because I don't think Gaethje deserves a number one contender's fight anyway. I think the winner of Olivera-Darius, even if Alvera beat Darius, I would like to see Alvera back at a title shot. He's had that good of a win streak until this fight. So that's really my matchmaking for both of them, is Olivera versus Darius next. And the big one, Bantamweight. Sean O'Malley wins by split decision, 29-28, 28-29, 29-28 over Peter Young. The more I've watched that first round back, the more I'm like, I don't see it as a robbery at all. I can see if, that you think that people, I can see the people that think Jan won. And I can see the people that think O'Malley won. Because O'Malley did outland him on the feet. Jan really didn't do anything with the takedown. He just kind of laid on top of him, didn't land any significant strikes. I don't, call, I don't cry robbery. And O'Malley proved that he is a legit contender in this division. If Cheeto Vera is saying that, who may hate O'Malley the most, we know that Sugar Sean is a contender in this division. He is now number one. He is going to get fucked over because Dana White, I think w- thought that Peter Yo would win, and Peter Young's the guy to beat al Jermaine. So now they're going to call in Cejudo probably to fight al Germain. So O'Malley kind of gets fucked. Does he wait, or does he take a fight? There's only one fight on this on these rankings that makes sense: a rematch with Marlon Chito where he injured his ankle and then he got he got stopped on the ground after the ankle injury. Is that the on- I think that's the only one he takes? Because it would be able to write what people... You know, his only loss, right? His only loss, quote-unquote loss. I think that's the only one that makes sense. If he doesn't wait out a title shot. He did jump from 10 to 1 in the rankings. I think that's the only fight that I would take if I'm him. It's to prove everyone wrong and say, Fuck it, I'll beat Cheeto now. I beat Peter Yan. I'll beat Cheeto. And once he beats Cheeto, it'll show he deserves a title shot. For Peter Yan... I think it's easy. If, let's say, Sean gets the title shot, right? Jan versus Cheeto Vera makes sense. If Cejudo gets the title shot and they do O'Malley versus Vera, Peter Jan versus Marab makes sense. Those are the fights that make sense right there for those two. Aljamain Sterling beats TJ Dillashaw via TKO. TJ came in with a badly, badly injured shoulder that just kept dislocating, and it fucked him in this fight. Uh, You know, really pissed me off that he knew for three months and, you know, didn't step aside, but... It is what it is. Algermain gets the job done. Again, I think it's Cejudo or Mali next for Dillashaw. It's going to be recovery. When he does come back, I wouldn't mind it. It depends when he comes back. I wouldn't mind a Bellum Cruz fight and you know, maybe have a rematch there. That's a fun fight. Could even possibly see him be moving up to 145, honestly. In um, a first fight there, I think you don't throw him immediately to the Wolves, of course. Um, but I think maybe a Dan Ige or an Edson Barboza at featherweight if he moves up. Um, but Al looked good. You know, a win's a win at the end of the day. That's not on Algermain, That's on TJ. Islam Mahachev beats Charles Oliveira via second-round submission. Arm triangle choke. It was dominant. It was easy for him, really. He wasn't really in danger. He outstruck him. He dropped him. Islam looks like the real deal. Volkanovski's next. And like we said, we just talked about for Oliveira. I think Dariush makes the most sense. If they go with Dariush-Gaychi, you could see maybe Oliveira having a rematch with either a Poirier-Chandler winner uh, Fazeev, maybe, but who knows. Uh, but he'll be back. Charles is still a good fighter. He just has to have a better game plan coming in uh, than what he did in this fight. Um, it just wasn't a very good game plan at all. But let's get into Jake Paul Anderson Silva odds this Saturday. Um, Jake Paul Anderson Silva odds. Let's look at the odds. Um, We'll just check the odds here. 91% of the bets are on Paul. This state's. Um, I'm just checking. These are via what? DraftKings? I think these are via DraftKings. Right now it is Jake Paul minus 150. Anderson plus 145. I don't know how new this is though. Right now this says 90% of the bets are on Paul to win. 8.5% draw. 0.9% on Anderson. God, does that seem low for Anderson, man. I don't think people know what they're getting into here with Anderson Silva. Um I'd like to see thirteen hours ago, CBS Sports. So this will be a little more fresh. I believe the odds have gotten closer. This is via Caesar Sportsbook. Anderson Silva minus 105, Jake Paul minus 115. So virtually a pick 'em as of right now between these two. Okay, that's that's a little more interesting. So the odds have gone way down. I believe Jake opened at minus one seventy five or something like that, minus one sixty. So odds are way down. Ways this fight could look. It could look. It could look like a, a pure boxing match. At a, it could kind of look like Woodley Jake Paul too, for those five rounds until the knockout. With Anderson just trying to outbox him using the jab, using his movement, and Anderson just winning a boxing match. It could also look like Jake Paul making this a tougher fight coming at Anderson either getting caught or catching Anderson. It could look too... It's either going to be... Jake Paul's either... He's either going to try to prove he can box and try to outbox Anderson, which would be a mistake, or I think he goes with the best chance of him winning is trying to make this ugly putting... Moving forward, leaning on Anderson, clinching, you know, making it rough, making it a rough fight. Don't let... And- you don't want this to be pure boxing. That's where Anderson wins. He outboxed Chavez Jr. Come on now. You don't want to... You don't want to do that with Anderson. He needs to make this a gritty, ugly fight. And that's how he can win. I'm torn on the prediction. Right when it was announced, I said Anderson domination. But I don't think it's going to be dominant. I think Jake's going to have moments in this fight. I think Jake's going to look good in this fight. Jake's cardio has seemed to be fine. He went eight rounds with Woodley the first time. It looked fine. He wasn't tired in the second fight. Uh when he knocked him out in round five or six, whichever it was, Anderson probably won't have a part but he won't have a problem with cardio. He went eight rounds with Chavez. It's a it's a tough one for me to predict. I don't know. I can't decide if I think it's gonna go quickly or if it's going to go longer. I just I don't really I've been thinking and I've been like, I'm gonna come with it, I'm gonna wanna on the podcast when it comes to this segment. I'm gonna have the the prediction ready, and I just don't right now. I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave this podcast obviously without a, a pure prediction, though. I think that that would be kind of that'd be kind of soft of me to wait and put it out on Twitter on Friday or Saturday. Um, man, 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 man. I'm gonna go with Anderson Silva via decision. I'm gonna go Anderson via decision. I think the fight is going to be gritty a little bit in certain points. I think Jake's gonna have his moments, but I think Anderson wins a decision. I think he. I think Anderson might bag some early rounds, and then Jake's gonna have to after round three or four. Jake's gonna have to make it a little gritty, and he'll he'll steal some rounds. But I'm gonna go Anderson via decision, and I could be wrong because I gotta, I could. I don't see Anderson finishing Jake because I don't think Anderson's gonna, you know. I don't know, though. I mean, I could just see this fight going any way. I could see them robbing Anderson on the cards if it's a close fight, and they give it to Jake. I could see them, if it's a close fight, making it a draw. I could see Anderson win the decision because he just outboxes him. I could see Anderson catching Jake when Jake's coming in. I could also see Jake catching Anderson if he's fucking around with his chin in the air. This fight could literally go any ways. So I have no clue. But I'm going to lean Anderson decision out of him right now, and that's going to be the pick. I'm going to go Anderson Silva via decision over Jake Paul. I don't know. I'm torn though. I can't wait to watch. I'm so fucking excited for it. It's gonna be awesome. But let's check out the uh sleeper league, the podcast league. I did drop to four and three, I believe. Um, I play my brother this week who's at three and four. The league standings as of right now. It has gotten tighter besides last place. <laughs> Sorry, Fletch. Miller, six and one at number one. He's kinda of running away with it, but then it gets into uh, only a two-game separation between second and seventh. Uh, you got Josh at five and two. I'm at three at four and three. My brother's actually at four at three and four. Uh, Trey is at three and four at five. Uh, Coley is at three and four at six, and then Craig at three and four and seven. So it's a tight one right now. You know, you could see Miller six and one. You know, I've seen anything can happen in fantasy. He could lose seven straight games, but it's a tight from two to seven. It is tight. Fletcher's gonna have to get on a win streak, obviously, but it's tight. It's gonna be tight, you know, it's gonna be a tight finish, which I love. Like I said, play brother this week, which I think my team gets to be a little better because I get Allen and Dak, which was my plan for the for my quarterback and then my super flex. Uh, ETN's gonna be huge because now he isn't going to be having to share with James Robinson, which I love. So my starting lineup this week as of right now is going to be Josh Allen at quarterback, McCaffrey at running back, Zeke in at running back for now. He is questionable, but Zeke in at running back, Diggs and Waddle as my receivers. Zach Ertz remains my tight end. Um, my two flexes are DeAndre Hopkins and ETN, and then my super flex is Dak. Suck up remains my kicker, and the Philadelphia defense against Pittsburgh this week will be my team. So big game for me. Three versus four. Um, Craig, who's in seventh but has a chance to make a push, plays second seed to Josh. Coley plays Trey. They're fifth, fifth, and sixth. And then Fletcher could honestly get really get back into it here. Big win. uh, He plays number one, first and last play each other. Could be a big win for Fletch. So uh, I see some of the Fletch picked up Jameis, dropped Mac Jones. Um, But yeah, so that's the podcast league right now. So the playoffs started today. um, Let's go to the league. I think you can look at that. Can't you? Yep, click on the bracket thing. It would be Miller versus my brother and then me versus Josh right now. In the playoffs, if it started today, obviously a long way to go. Um, but it's been a, it's it's been good. It's been a good league so far. It's been really fun. Um, love the podcast league. Love updating it every week. Different type league. I've never played really super flex with two other flexes, so it's honestly pretty fun. And I like it. Um, brother's got a pretty good team. Kenneth Walker, he got so that was a good good pickup for him. He's got a really good team, so he has to, he's playing Davis Mills this week. Is somebody on a buy forget one of his quarterbacks might have been on a bye oh yeah Mahomes on a bye so the starting quarterbacks Tua, and he's got to play davis mills in the superflex. and it might have caught him on a good week we'll see though but yeah that'll conclude this pod um we'll be back uh tuesday with kb and the boys that was a rough week last week for your boy um oh and three last week so i fell in the standings pretty decent amount right now it's fletch and colby tied for first at 11 and 10 tate in second at ten ten and one, uh Nick in third at nine eleven and one, me and Carter in fourth at nine and twelve, Schmidt in fifth at eight, twelve and one, and Miller in last at seven and fourteen right now, but yeah we'll be back Thursday with that. Thank you all for listening. peace.